Hey, this is Kevin McGrath from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Gretchen found with us. Gretchen is a neurodivergent coach specializing in ADHD, highly sensitive person, and dyslexia. She's also a neuro inclusion workplace consultant. She has over 23 years of experience and credentials to access individuals to determine whether they have ADHD, autism, or dyslexia in psychotherapy practice. She's also a winner. Last year, she was awarded with in the San Diego magazine. So with that being said, let's share it from Gretchen now. Gretchen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Gretchen, very curious to know about your story. Let's begin with the story itself. Tell us what got you started in therapy and... When did I start? I started coaching in 2019 and it derived from the need of having a coach at work for my ADHD clients. They were struggling with different skills, like organizing themselves, getting their tasks done, and educating their employer or their boss as well was important. And I couldn't do that in a therapeutic way because of confidentiality. So I broke away from the therapy realm and started curriculums and started educating different businesses and companies. And so then I had to have a platform for that. And I started coaching. Got it. Got it. So because of the confidentiality in the therapy, you have to choose another way, which was coaching for the workplace clients. And that's how it all started. Tell us about client success stories, please. Please keep the name anonymous if required. But tell us about the client success story. So I work with a lot of ADHD clients who at work, are struggling to keep things maybe in order, starting on tasks. And so what I'll do is I will go into work and I will sit down with their boss. I will sit down with their employees if they have them. And we will collaborate together and help them to be successful at work. And so there was one client that I had. I went in, I was able to help her find a calendar that worked for her to get organized. I was able to help her be on time for her meetings because she was able to get everything in her calendar. I was able to talk to her boss and her boss let her work from home a few days a week. And that really helped her because she could work at her own pace. She could take breaks. And so we really helped her to have a nice, inclusive work. And yeah. Wow. So can you please define ADHD for us? Can you please give us more insights on that? Because... Uh, I am aware of it. Most of my audience is aware of it. But someone who is not aware of it, when, how to recognize it, what is it, and tell us more about it. Yeah, so ADHD is a neurodivergent diagnosis. And so that is kind of a fancy term for your brain is just wired differently, right? So you think differently, and it affects your executive functioning skills. And those are the skills that we need to stay organized, to be on time to things, stress management, emotional regulation. So there's lots of things that happen with people whose brains are wired a little differently. And it definitely impedes their work and impedes their relationships. And so if people can find things in their environment to help them to remember things, because working memory is also impacted, then they can be successful and they can feel good about themselves. And they won't feel so burned out and tired for trying to trying to be neurotypical, right? Trying to pretend that 
nothing's wrong, that they're okay when they're really kind of drowning and having a really hard time. Yes, yes. And how do you come across it? Like, how do you recognize that someone is having ADHD or any other any other situation that, that you deal with? Well, if they don't come in telling me they already have a diagnosis, as a therapist, I can, or as a psychologist, I can do testing, right? So I can test and find out if they have a learning disability or if they have autism or if they have ADHD or any other divergent diagnosis, or they might come in saying that they already are diagnosed, or if they're coming in as a coaching client and I'm not acting as a psychologist in doing an assessment, I might just give them a little questionnaire that might highlight some of their strengths and highlight some of their weaknesses. And then as a coach, I would help them use their strengths to boost up the things that they're weak in. Got it. Got it. And as you work with the clients, do you have any steps, methodologies, strategies, or methods, let's say, that you that you tend to lean on to make sure that the client work is successful? Yeah, I use the GROW model. So I make sure that they have goals, that we're realistic with our goals. We talk about what the options are. And then there's a will forward, right? So I make sure that we have very clear goals. And sometimes I'm working just with the individual. Sometimes I'm working also with maybe their coworkers or their bosses, or I might be working with even a family member sometimes to, uh, to educate the family member as to, you know, what's happening. They're not doing it on purpose. They're not making your life hard because they want to. So just doing a lot of educating and and helping in any way that I can. Got it. Got it. Gretchen, thank you so much for the answers. Next question to you is about goal setting and goal getting, right? Uh, what is a realistic, as you have mentioned, grow model, but can you please define it for us? And about goal getting, uh, tell us about how to, uh, what are some practical ways of achieving? So some practical ways is I have my clients, first of all, tell me what's important to them. Really finding out what their values are is important. The things that really they're passionate about. And those are some things that help me to help them come up with their goals. And then we will make whatever big goal we might have, we'll chunk it down into smaller goals. So that helps them to every day find something that they can do to work toward that bigger goal. So, and then I will follow up with them. I might have intermittent meetings where I might text or we might have a quick call just to make sure that, to motivate them, to help them along their journey along the way. Got it. Got it. And how do you keep the clients accountable while also being compassionate? Yeah. So that's a very good question. And I just make sure that I have a safe place for my client to express themselves and we collaborate together and I make sure that they're clear on what their goals are. We go over what's working, what are the obstacles, how can we get through those obstacles, what things are working, let's continue those things. Are there other things that we haven't thought about that she, they could try? And so we just collaborate together, celebrate the wins. That's very motivating for them to remember what they have done and what they did do and help them, you know, with their mindset. Sometimes it's a mindset thing where 
They're like, I didn't do anything or I haven't done anything this year. And when we actually go through things that they really did do, they start to, to realize like, oh, yeah, I did do a lot this year or I did achieve some of my goals. And sometimes it's the way we think about things. Totally, totally. And uh, that's how you keep the clients accountable and helping them celebrate is another important thing because if we celebrate wins, more of them will attract because we have we have felt the accomplishments ourselves. Gretchen, next question to you is about misconceptions, right? As you are a therapist, as you are a coach, can you please tell us some of the misconceptions that clients have before they reach out to you? Yeah, so... The big one, of course, is what is the difference between coaching and therapy? And there's a misconception that they're the same or they're synonymous, which is not true. Coaching and they do have similarities, obviously, but they also are very different. And therapy is more based on helping people through their past, maybe their past trauma or some emotional upset or injury that they might be going through. There's a diagnosis usually. And so it's very clinical, right? And coaching is really more about setting goals and it's very goal-oriented as well as accountability. And so I see those differences and I have to very be very clear when I'm talking to someone to make sure that they're not a therapy client because sometimes people will come to me saying they want coaching, but once I actually get to the nuts and bolts of what they, they're needing, they're needing therapy, and then I'll refer them out to a therapist. Yes. And can you now tell us, we get the difference between a therapist now and a coach now. Next question is about, please, please give us insights, something that you keep yourself inspired by. So what are some things that you do to keep yourself inspired and motivated? Yeah. So I go to lots of workshops. I go to lots of conferences. And I keep in touch with my coaching friends. And I also have a business coach that I see monthly that helps me to keep on my goals. I journal every morning. I have a vision board near my bed. So I see what my goals are. And so I also have a really great work-life balance. So I make sure that I take care of myself. I get out in nature. And that really helps me to stay motivated. Wonderful, wonderful. So tell us about journaling. Is there a right way and a wrong way of journaling? Please give us some insight. Okay. I don't think there's a right or wrong way of journaling. I think any journaling is wonderful if people can just, I always say, just start for five minutes. Just have an intention to write for five minutes. Because if you do, usually they'll find that five minutes turns into 10 minutes to 15 minutes and so on and so forth. But sometimes it can be hard to start something like that if it's not a preferred thing or they never did it before or they're intimidated by it. So I just try for five minutes, see what happens. For five minutes and shall we only write the positives in our life or shall we complain about the situation? What shall we do? Well, the way I like to journal personally is that I like to write things that I'm thankful for. So I have a gratitude journal and I really like to write about the things, not only that I'm thankful for, but the things that I'm looking forward to, the mm -hmm. things that I want to manifest in my life. I write about those things. I write about the things that I'm looking, you know, that are really goal oriented or they even maybe things that I want to manifest that I haven't actually manifested yet, but they're on my vision board. 
and I'm writing about it as if it's happening right now. Got it. Got it. So starting with gratitude, it's your own way. Of course, people can have their own, but your way is starting with gratitude and the, writing the things down from the future as if they are in present, the things that you desire. Something that you mentioned earlier was work-life balance, right? So please elaborate on that. How can we, because if you see it is all life, work is just a part of the life that is happening around us. So can you please define how to have more of it, how to live the life to, to its fullest? Yeah, so I like to wake up in the morning and have a routine, you know, so I wake up and I like to journal. I like to do some yoga and I have a dog. So I take my dog out and I always have an excuse to take a break from work and go outside and, you know, walk the dog. And then, you know, I'll come home and I'll have a workout routine. So I like to, you know, sometimes go hiking or just stay in and do my Peloton for, you know, stretching. So I really feel like Getting activity for me is really important. It helps me to stay regulated. Also, you know, going out with friends and spending time with my my family and my son. So those are all really important things that I make sure that I get in every day and every week. Got it. Got it. And that was Gretchen for you. That's how she regulates work and life. And you can also find your own ways. So think about it, guys. Can you now tell us people want to reach out to you? They are now curious to get a hold of you. So how to reach out to you, Gretchen? Yeah, they can reach out to Gretchen at healthierlifecoaching.com. They can see me on Instagram at Gretchen. Yeah. Yes. So there you have it, guys. So do reach out to Gretchen. A wonderful coach, wonderful therapist, wonderful person. Final question now. So tell us about the action steps to grow in life or to grow in business. Please give us some thought ideas, some things that we can think and take action over after hearing this conversation. Yeah, so I think making clear goals, thinking about where do you want to be in five years, right? And then writing down the bigger picture and thinking of all the different areas of your life. Think about health, think about finances, education, all the different areas of your life and think about where do they fit in your goals. Have a goal for each of those. And I'm very big on vision boards, creating a, a nice vision board and maintaining your intention every morning, setting an intention of, oh, what do you want to do today to help you get closer to your goals, closer to the growth that you want to see, the change that you want to make in your life that it has to happen every day, right? When we wake up in the morning, having a growth mindset, having an idea of this is my intention. This is what the life I want to live. This is what I want to do. And if you miss a few days or you even get off track, I always tell my clients to just get back on track again, right? Just get back on track again. Do what was working. Do what was working. Leave the things that weren't working. Leave the the things that you were doing that was getting you off track and just kind of do a U-turn back into you and remember the things that were working because, you know, life happens and we get off track and and we were doing really good for a week and all of a sudden we're not doing those things anymore. And so I'm always just saying, just get back on track again. Get back on track, guys. Once you're back on track, then you, you will find the way again and you will be on the right track. 
of course life happens and you may lose track but there you come back just take a u-turn go back to the track and make sure that you hit the target hit the goal of course coaches therapists anybody uh, of this realm can help you if you resonated with Gretchen do reach out to Gretchen Gretchen one last time please share all the ways of reaching out yeah so you can email me at Gretchen at healthierlifecoaching.com or you can reach out through Instagram dot underscore Gretchen. There you have it, guys. Thank you so much, Gretchen, for such a great conversation. It was a pleasure to meet you today and an honor to host you. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here and I had a really great time and thank you so much. Thank you again. With that said, that was today's episode of the Sparking Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys.